0: To episode number 10, the Yoan Mankata episode of Locked On White Sox. I actually did an episode last night in my girlfriend's bathroom, which I live with her, so it's my bathroom also. But the application I recorded it on erased it. So I am doing this back in the score studio. It's been a minute since I've been here. As you recall, episode eight, I think I did that in my girlfriend's mother's bathroom last night. I tried to do it, episode 10, in my bathroom. In episode 9, I believe I did also just on an application and send it to you. But this one, back in the score studio because we're hyped as hell that Louis Roberts, Louis Robert or Luis Roberts is on the White Sox, a six-year, $50 million extension for the young player signed on Thursday afternoon. He can get up to $88 million if he maxes out on his two extra team options. Excellent deal by Rick Hahn. This is what he does the best. Signing players who are before their arbitration eligibility to a long-term extension. He did that with Chris Sale. He did it with Tim. He did that with Jose Quintana. He did that with Adam Eaton. He did that with Eloy Jimenez, too, last year. The Sox are the first team to ever do extensions with players, two players, before they even played a major league game. It's amazing. I love what Rick Hahn is doing in this offseason, the labor, the fr- everything's coming to fruition for the White Sox in 2020, and everybody who's important, the core, is signed up for a minimum of 2023, so welcome into Locked On White Sox, I am your host, Herb Lawrence, very excited to have Louis Robert on the team to do what he's going to do, which is going to be a superstar. Many have predicted that he is the best of all these prospects that have come up. He's going to be the best of them for the White Sox. So we got excited by Le- Eloy Jimenez last year. He's going to be a great player. We're going to get excited about Nick Magical. Great player. Tim Anderson, excellent. Louis, I mean, Yoan Moncada had an almost top 20 season last year, and we're expecting more going forward. Some are predicting that Luis Robert will be better than them. Baby! The White Sox are now, what we like to say, cooking with gas. While the Minnesota Twins are coming back down to earth. They had like 77 wins in 2018. Went up to 100 plus wins in 2019 to win the division. I think some natural regression will come to the Minnesota Twins because I don't think they're a 100-win baseball club. Some natural aggression, they'll bring them back to the pack. And losing players like C.J. Krohn and losing Jonathan Scope to a rival, Detroit, will hurt them. I think the Twins are coming back to the pack. While the White Sox had 72 wins last year, just by natural player progression, I thought they were going to have 75 wins That they just brought the same team back. The exact same team. Joan getting a little better, Timmy getting a little better, Eloy getting a little better. All these guys, Louis Robert getting a little better, Nick Madrigal later, Rodon, Kopech, you know, deceased, and also Giolito becoming the guy that he was last year. Now that you add extra people, the not signed yet Edwin Encarnacion, but he's in the fold. Gio Gonzalez, you got Yasmani Grandal, the biggest free agent catcher out there on the market, and of course Dallas Keuchel. Those guys, just those guys bringing in, are going to bring in multiple wins. They're got now, and you got now what we call a representative rotation. And also, you're getting minimum right field. You're getting Major League Baseball players. Guys at replacement level or slightly above, No more Mazar is going to be the starter for now. And at DH, you're getting a guy that's probably top two, top three designated hitter in the game. There's 15 of them. And if you're asking anybody, you'd probably rather have J.D. Martinez as number one, maybe Nelson Cruz number two. But then Edward Nicanacion has hit 30 home runs in, I think, seven-plus seasons. The only guy in Major League Baseball to do it in consecutive seasons. So you're getting that guy that is great at driving the ball out of the field. And the Sox weren't that great last year of hitting home runs. One of the worst in the league. And so they've solved some of those problems because when you bring in a guy who is Nomar Mazzara, it's going to hit 20 home runs. He's hit 20, 20, 20, and 19 home runs in his career, his four-year career. So he's consistent. He's only 25. The 30 home runs from an Encarnacion, you're going to bring – Yasmani Grandal and his switch hit at bat. 20, 25 home runs a year. And then, of course, maybe you're going to get some 20 home runs from Luis Robert. I keep on saying Robert. It's Robert. I don't know why I say Robert. I think initially when they announced him, they said it's Louis Robert or Louis Robert. We were going French on his name. But now I think it's more anglicized. So it's Luis Robert. Luis Robert. Two first names. So Luis Robert La Pantera, that'd probably be the name I'll go with, La Pantera, the Panther, for the center field of the White Sox for the next six years at least. He'll hit 20 to 25 home runs his rookie year, and I'm sure that Eloy, he was on fire his last two months, hitting home runs at a ridiculous pace. He finished, I think, with 31 home runs on the year for the White Sox I'm feeling good about him maybe reaching a 35 to 40 home run level this year because the kid finally figured out what they were trying to do to him at the end of the year, and he adjusted, and he mashed. So how can you not be excited about this team? Right now, they'll probably start Larry Garcia at second base, but that's only for service time manipulation games because Nick Madrigal is coming. Maybe in May, maybe in June, Nick Madrigal is ready for the Major Leagues right now. He doesn't strike out a lot, gets on base, slappy hitter, and he'll play a decent second base for you. So, White Sox fans, I know you're out there. I know you're excited. I've been seeing you on Twitter. And one thing on Twitter, John Heyman yesterday, uh, I'm recording this on Friday night, John Heyman and myself had a little spat. You know, no hate, no hate, but I just detest when guys bring up this point of well, this season has been great for this offseason, has been great for Rick Hahn. It's great. They lucked out by not getting Manny Machado. It is the dumbest narrative I've heard this year, and it continues. And it's, it's I don't know if it's the White Sox sending their minions out to make this, this, uh, this proclamation, but them losing all on Manny Machado is not a good thing. It is not a good thing at all. Do not paint it as such. Them having a good offseason this year is a fabulous thing. It's excellent. You want them to do that. It was great. But to say that this offseason erased the mistakes of last offseason is dumb as hell. It has nothing to do with the other one. Now, if John Heyman would have came out and said, the White Sox learned their lessons in losing out on Manny Machado last year and applied them to this year, and they hit home runs this year because of losing last year to Manny Machado, losing Manny Machado last year. I would have said, cool, that makes sense. But not getting a good player like Manny Machado is never a good thing. It's never a good thing. And I know some out there are saying, well, Manny would have replaced Moncada." No, no. Manny would have replaced Yomer Sanchez. That's the guy he would have replaced. Would you rather have Manny Machado or Yomar Sanchez? Seriously, answer the question. And if you say Yomar Sanchez, please turn off the radio and never listen to the podcast again because that is a dumb thing. And we're here for intelligent White Sox fans. That's it. It's not your money. The White Sox obviously wanted Manny Machado. They didn't offer him a deal that he deemed to be good. And so he chose the San Diego Padres deal. And just because Manny Machado didn't play up to the level you thought he was going to be or you thought that the San Diego Padres were going to be better than they were this year doesn't mean a 10-year deal gets poo-pooed on year number one. We would have loved Manny Machado here as the White Sox fan. So let's get that out of here. We're having a great offseason. We're having the best offseason, I think, any White Sox has had ever, ever. And, of course, I don't judge on the results of an offseason because I know some of you are out there, well, what about 2005? We got Pesednik. We got Shingo Takatsu. That's a better offseason because of the finals, because of the results. Yeah, it was great. But this year, you're plugging players into a system that they needed and players that were wanted. You had an all-star catcher, and you said that wasn't enough. We see James McCann as a good backup. We see Yasmani Grandal as a guy that's going to take us forward. We got bad right field production last year from the guys we're giving at-bats to. Let's go out and get a guy that's above replacement level. No great shakes, but Nomar Mazzara, here's right field for you. Do exactly what you did in Texas, and we're going to be satisfied. Got horrible production from the de- designated hitter last year, and they went out and got one of the best and Edwin Encarnacion. He's an older guy, and that's what tells me that this deal, this deal, getting Edwin Encarnacion, it signals to me that the White Sox are going for the division this year. It's a one-year deal with a one-year option. He's not here for long. He's 37. So Rick Hahn is signaling to everybody out there, the reason you get Edwin Encarnacion is because you're ready to go. Seattle thought they were ready to go last year. They started off hot. They started off great. But no, they weren't. And then they acquired, he got acquired by the Yankees and did well for them. And Edwin Encarnacion does one thing and one thing very well. He mashes the ball. 800-plus OPS every year. He's a plus hitter. I think it's a career 126 weighted runs created guy. So, yes, they saw things that are lacking on this team, and they replaced them with much better players. You don't have to have Dylan Covey on the team anymore, or at least in the starting rotation. Because you went out and got Giovanni Gonzalez. And I'm going to be calling him Giovanni Gonzalez. That's his full name. Just so I and you don't get confused when I refer to a person as Gio. Because if I refer to a person as Gio, you don't know if I'm talking about Lucas Giolito or Giovanni Gonzalez. So Giovanni Gonzalez will be in the White Sox rotation. Third time's the charm, hopefully, for him. And while Ivan Nova gave you great innings at the end of the year, and especially versus the Cubs, it feels better to have a world champion, a guy that has learned under the best out there in Houston, spent a half season in Atlanta, and is Burley-esque, a guy that I wanted, you probably wanted too, in Dallas Keuchel to take those innings instead of Ivan Nova, instead of, Odomir D'Espagne. Adrissimer D'Espagne, whatever. I don't need to pronounce his name right because he's a bum. And he'll never be anything else but a bum. I hope you're not listening, Adrissimer Despagne. If you are, I'm sorry for calling you a bum. That's a little far. Probably a great guy. But I just wanted to spit a hot 15 down here to tell you White Sox fans that we're going to be great. Not good. Great. And 2020, we're going to be competing for that division title. Mark it down. We will be we will be competing for that division title. 100%. And we're getting people back that might be our Strasburg. And we might eventually get a guy back that might be our Patrick Corbin. And I'm talking about Michael, Michael Kopek as our Strasburg or our Scherzer at the top of the rotation. And if Lucas Giolito is either our Strasburg or Scherzer, man. And then later in the season, when he recovers from Tommy John, I don't know if they're going to have Carlos Rodon in a super type, Andrew Miller style, Josh Hader style bullpen roll, or they're going to put him right back into the rotation. If he could stay healthy, I would have him in the rotation. But if there are concerns about putting extra innings on his arm, him coming in with a high leverage situation to strike out some guys with that filthy slider and that fastball high in the zone would be a perfect fit for him. And I hope he comes back as that guy. That means our starting rotation is rolling and they don't want to take anybody out. That means that Cease is rolling in his first full year in the majors, that means that Kopech is doing what we expect him to do, and his first full year in the major leagues. Giolito hasn't regressed, which I expect a little bit, not a lot, because he's one of the best pitchers in the league last year. None of us was expecting that last year, but if he could stay close to that level, we'll be fine. That means that Lu- that Giovanni Gonzalez is doing what he was brought here to do. Give us six quality innings, and go and let the bullpen take over. And I don't think the White Sox are done yet. The bullpen is very barren, and it's volatile from year to year. How many guys in that bullpen can you say, I trust when he's out there? column a, shaky a little bit, but a lot of saves. I think only one or two blown saves. Aaron Bummer had one great year. Can he repeat it? We saw the year before Jace Fry had that one great year and didn't repeat it in 2019. So looking for a bounce back from Jace and also Aaron Bummer to do what he did last year. Cordero, decent. And Evan Marshall, you got a great, great year out of Evan Marshall last year. Can he repeat it? And remember, we still have high-priced Kelvin Herrera on the team. Terrible last year. Terrible. Can he get better? He has to get better. Back to Kansas City, Kelvin Herrera, that's a pipe dream. Give me in between what you were last year and the filthy Kelvin Herrera that was in Kansas City. And I'll be fine with it. But if they go out and get Steve Cishek and he pitches the way he pitched in 2018 with the Cubs, excellent. And finally, another guy you can bring home like he did with Giovanni Gonzalez, Daniel Hudson's out there still to be signed. I would love that signing for the White Sox. He'll be a perfect signing for them. He turned into a nice late inning replacement pitcher. So yeah, it's a lot of things to be excited. White Sox fans. We are all hyped, but there's work to do. And I know that you know that the White Sox have done exactly what I have wanted them to do this offseason and more. Kudos to Rick Hahn. Kudos to Kenny, Jerry, all the guys in the front office. They've done the job that all of us have wanted them to do. And now, it's a month away from spring training, about three weeks away from Sox Fest. We're all hyped. I see you on Twitter. We're hyped. There's no more bitching from me. You know, I'm going to say that now, but probably episode 45, I'm going to be pissed because some random thing happens in the game. I'm like, oh, God damn it. We need to get better at this, that, and the other. But for right now, we're in January. The White Sox are looking good. The Twins are looking bad. The Indians are selling off. We got that division, guys. This is Herb Lawrence for Locked On White Sox.